The reason I sound like I'm hyped is because I am hyped. The energy here is amazing, and you're going to get some more of that right now. We are joined right here on the set outside the Bellagio by a serial entrepreneur. He is chairman of VaynerX. He is the creator of V Friends. He is the author of Meet Me in the Middle, a V Friends children's book. And one day, he will, in fact, own the New York Jets. I don't know what day, but I know one day he will. Gary V is joining me right now. Gary, my brother, how you feeling? I'm feeling hyped too, brother. This is nice. How good is this, right? This is a real set. This is the You're, real set. You, you are grown. This is yeah. big boy I'm all, stuff. I'm all, I'm all grown up, dude. <laughs> I'm all grown up. Listen, did I see you post on the X that you were in Arkansas? Were you? What were you doing there, and how did that treat you? I was in Arkansas for four hours. I was there to see Walmart. Dude, four hours? Four hours. In and out. Um, Walmart's, you know, the reason most people are in Arkansas is because of Walmart. I uh, had some nice meetings, got back to New York, reset, and got here late last night. All right, so what did the reset include? What did that involve? How uh, did you reset? Uh, I changed my luggage out, took a shower, did some work on my phone, slept for a few hours, did a bunch of meetings, and then flew out here. Cold shower or normal shower? I'm like soft hot. Meaning yeah. like medium to hot, you know? That's my range. Are you not a cold plunge guy? No, I know that's the trend, but like I'm not in love with it. Yeah, me yeah. I, I believe in it. I buy I think it's right. I buy the effects. I just don't do it. I'm not inflamed. And, I, and so I don't think I need it. That's good. All right, so this is the first Super Bowl that Vegas has hosted. I know you haven't been here long, but what are your early impressions of this scene, and how do you feel about this as a Super Bowl city? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who's been to Vegas a bunch. I've been here for big events. Formula One was here recently. Even in the first kind of 24 hours that I'm here, or even less, I, I think this city's going to get a lot of Super Bowls. That's my prediction. I, I think, think so. I think Arizona and other places should be worried. This is going to go well. Uh, I think people are going to want it here. I think this is going to be a great week. And, and I think, you know, I'm happy for Vegas now that, you know, they got all these teams here. I expect baseball and basketball to be here. Like, Vegas is becoming a very important sports city. Yeah, no, it's not a question of if, but a matter of when. It's already happening. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I have spoken for years about your ultimate dream of owning the New York Jets. I'm going to revisit that in a moment. Yes. But first, did you read that skating piece in The Athletic recently about how dysfunctional your beloved Jets are? Yeah, because we didn't already know that. However, there were some things in the piece, Gary, that we did not know. Did you read it, and what was your reaction to it? I skimmed it. You know, I'm so... Look, I'm going to be very fair with your audience. Like, I'm so blindly diehard pro Jets. Like, when I see that, what goes to my... That's not you about... You would not be like that about anything else, though, right? The Jets are my number one. Yeah. I am passionate about other things, but the Jets are number one. But no, what so, I mean, but I want to, I'm sorry, but what I mean by that is you don't blindly look at things. You look at everything. You break everything open. Yep, you put it back together. Yep. But the Jets are different. That's right. It's the one place I'm delusional. It's the, there, there's a bizarro version of me <laughs> as a Jets fan. I'm not optimistic, you know, because I've been through a lot of pain. But, what, you know, it's one of those things where you can make fun of your family, but if somebody else makes <laughs> like like when I saw that, the first thing that went through my mind is, I can't wait for the athletic to be out of business. <laughs> Which will happen, Did, by the way. Will it? Will. It, it, be, Clip be, this be, in seven be, years. Be, because of that or no. because of where? Are you just being funny? Media landscape. Like, just, the bottom line is, look, you know, I also have, the reason I skimmed it, Jim, is I'm in a fortunate place in my life now. I have Vayner Sports. My brother and I rep athletes. Yep. We rep Sauce Gardner. We rep DJ Reed. I'm incredibly close to a lot of players on the team. The second someone becomes a Jet, like a, like a free agent that's not even going to make the team, they get a DM from me immediately. <laughs> Welcome to New York. I like that. Like, so I'm on the inside enough to not over-worry about tabloid-esque headlines. I'm empathetic. Look, you know this. You, you're, you're one of the icons in sports media. 
when losing is happening, things are going to get the people going to say things. Of course. When you have a bad show, by your standards, because you never have an actual bad show because well, no, you're a legend. No, that's not true. I have bad but shows. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I do. do. I'm good at public speaking, but there's sometimes where I get off stage. I'm like, eh, that was okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, your producers, your team, like, eh, like it's, 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 it's guy talk, it's gal talk. You talk about it. And so the Jets did not have the season they wanted. We four plays in. Our fan base was devastated. By the way, did you talk about the fact that Vinny Testaverde was the honorary captain for that game? And I looked at my brother and I said, this feels, that's not good. Because the last time. The juju was off, man. The mojo was off, right? The only other time that universally people thought the Jets could go to the Super Bowl was after their 98 yeah. AFC championship run. We loaded up in 99. And what happened in the first game of the year, Vinny tore his Achilles. When, when Aaron sat back down, I'm like, oh my God, he's out for the year. And right. I told everybody in my section. Anyway, I don't want to go too long-winded. No, I get it. I hate I get the athletic. It. And I love the Jets. Okay, fair enough. Gary Vee joining us. Fair enough. Listen, you, I want you to help with this. Please. You've got football fans, Gary, that are suffering from Taylor Swift fatigue. They're tired of hearing about her. They're tired of seeing her up in the luxury suite. Can you take a moment and break down the Taylor Swift effect and explain why this is such an enormous boon, not only for the Chiefs, but for the NFL overall? There's more interest in the sport. There's all sorts of 13-year-old girls on TikTok right now breaking down football better than a bunch of my friends that have been watching it for 20 years. This is remarkable for the sport. And, and for all the people that are crying about it, they should think about it the way I think about politics and life. You do not have to consume what you don't want. Like, if you're getting posts about it in your Instagram, mute it. If you see it on TV or you're listening to it, change the channel. You're in control of your consumption. So why don't we all be big boys and instead of crying about it like teenage girls, change the channel. Gary Vee joining us. And if you brought that thing out, I've heard you talk about this. You live your entire life based on one single premise. Well, many premises, but one really critical one. Do not have resentment. Yes. Why is it so important not to have resentment? And how do you go about avoiding resentment? You know, I've had a, I got very lucky with the DNA game, my upbringing. I grew up with very little, so you're very grateful, and, and I have a lot of gratitude. But as I've gotten older, I realized the one thing I struggled with, which is ironic, Gary Vee, the guy who shows up here, great at shooting it straight. Gary Vaynerchuk, in real life, with friends and family, if I love you, it's kind of hard for me to tell you what was bothering me. And my great kryptonite, in a world that I feel like I've been really emotionally a Superman, very lucky, very fortunate parenting, DNA, the one thing I struggled with was being candorous to the people I cared most about. Uh Speaking in generalities, no problem. Speaking to people I love, and so I realized that was leading to resentment. And regret is the other one. The two R's. That's the one. Like, honestly, we could talk about resentment. That's for all everyone out there who struggles with telling people what they actually feel. That's what's going to happen to you. That's a smaller subgroup. The majority of people watching and listening right now, it's regret. It's not doing what you actually wanted because you fear losing and you're scared to fail in front of people and most people live their life based on other people's judgment and I'm desperately trying to get them to reconsider that framework. It seems to me, Gary, regret, not only does it get you absolutely nothing, it gets you worse than that. It's really damaging, it's really detrimental and everybody has it. So what do you do with it? You can't change what's already happened. There's no time machine. People keep watching that same movie over and over and over again. What, how do you get rid of regret? I believe what most people are actually doing, Jim, is worrying about other people's opinions. Yeah. It's just that simple. 
I believe most people are listening, which is I'm one of the, your listeners. Like I know this crew. Like I just want to tell this crew, high school is over. <laughs> you don't have to worry about your That's mom. So like, good, dude. Do you know how many, so good, Jim? Do you know how many people are scared to quit their job, even though they hate it more than life, and want to do something that they may think is silly, or their boys may think is silly? They like gardening, but they're like literally worried about their high school friends like making fun of them. It's just absurd. And so I'm I'm trying to bring back old school things, which is like, don't worry about people's opinions. Learn how to save a little bit of money so maybe you can take a risk. Stop buying dumb things to close up emotional circles. All this stuff. Talking to Gary Vee, I love it. It's all gold. One more thing you said recently to an audience that I thought was great, and I'm going to quote you. A lot of you in here think consuming this information makes you think that you're doing it. I mean, they care. It's good. But consuming it is not the same as doing it. And that's coming from somebody who creates a lot of content. What is the difference between consuming it and actually going out and doing it? It seems self-evident, but lay that out. I think our friendship has been based on, like, real admiration of our, our, our talents about talking about stuff. And I'm, I'm so fascinated you saw that. I believe it's one of the more unique pieces of content I put out in the last two years. I was basically telling an entire crowd, stop listening to me. <laughs> right. Literally to their face. I'm like, please. Yeah, but you, a- did, you did tell them to buy your book, though. Yeah, well, you know, I was trying to make a, a joke at it. And by the way, anybody who wants to buy my upcoming <laughs> books, I'm thrilled. That's I'm right, an entrepreneur. Them, man. No, but, but, but real talk back to, like, what I'm trying to set up for your audience, because yep. I love them, yep. is, look, you can read about push-ups and watch people on the internet doing them, but if you don't do them, the thing's not going to happen. All these people that consume motivation, and I, I can tell you the insights right now. Like posting on Facebook right now, underrated. You want to sell stuff? You want to get more people aware of your show or your business? Facebook. But just listening to me say that right now, if you don't now go to Facebook and post a video, you won't get the results. And we have career content consumers. They read every Tony Robbins book. They watch all my videos. They're, they're constantly motivated, but they don't do 2024 has to be the year that you actually start doing. Gary V joining me for a few more moments. So, Gary, as you wait for the opportunity to open up for you to actually buy the Jets, yes. hey, by the way, is there is there a process, is there a system that you have in place, or is this a war of attrition? Are you going to stay ready and then just pounce when it happens? Yes. What is the plan? The, the plan is to emotionally talk to myself every day knowing that there's a 99.9999% chance that it won't happen. The real plan, there's only two plans. One, Work every day hard to get to the financial place that even gives me a shot. Two, be emotionally prepared that that timing may not align well. Tomorrow, if the Johnsons put it up, I'm not ready to buy. Do I think some trillionaire may want me to come in for a little piece because it's so known how much? Maybe, if she or he thinks that's right. But I'm going to need seven. Would that be enough for you? Probably not. No, I don't think I'd be, so. I'd be disappointed. Yeah. But I'm also not in control. And this is the point that I'm actually telling you. And this is the key that I want everybody to hear. You can have goals and dreams, but sometimes life plays out a different way. So I'm emotionally preparing for it not to happen while trying to make it happen. I'm financially and operationally trying to continue to build these big businesses. And you know, listen, if, here's the best part. If I, if I pull it off, I will 100% win a Super Bowl and the sheer love from fellow Jet fans is far more interesting to me than anything else because it is scary how much I love fellow Jet fans and more importantly, how much I hate all 31 other teams. I love that. I love that. Good. Good. Yeah, that's, that's the way it, it should be. be. That's the way it should be. These people that have like my NFC, I, had a, I heard it the other day, they're like, my NFC team is, I'm like, what are you talking about? 
Well, by the way, way, you you can appreciate this. Their favorite team, in fact, is not the team they grew up with. Their favorite team is their fantasy team. That's fair. And I respect that. I understand how everyone loves it. The thing that I can deal with, you know what I can't deal with? Is all these random Chief fans that now exist who were, you know, random Patriot fans four years ago. We must really focus on destroying bandwagon fans. They're terrible. <laughs> They're atrocity to the, the fandom. They, they destroy everything this is about. Bandwagon fans are the worst. All of a sudden, miraculously, I see no one wearing Patriot jerseys. You don't like fake, dude. You're not it's about the, fake. It, fake is bad. Fake's bad. Fake's bad. Fake is bad. Like, just be fake a fan. Kills. Be fake a fan. Kills, right? I don't see any Patriot jerseys in Vegas this weekend. Where, where'd you all go? They won like three games this year. The fact that Bill Belichick's last game as a Patriot coach is a loss to the New York Jets is one of the most delicious things that has ever happened in my Tell life. Tell me, how, how tasty is that? How delicious is that in your life? Bill hates the Jets so much, which, like, do you understand that Bill Belichick is dangerously close to being exposed? He's lucky he didn't get a job. I believe Bill would be better suited to never have a job again because his legacy would be more intact. Because if he gets another job and has three or four more seasons without a playoff run, this man has one playoff win in nine seasons without Tom Brady. Gary, Gary listen, man, you said, you said best yourself. You won the DNA lottery. You're one of the brightest people I know. Dude, you're starting to sound like a smart caller to a sports talk radio show. Do you really believe that? Yes, or do you hate him because he's a Pat? Yes. Okay, I thought but, so. But data, listen, I understand how I'm sounding. I'm not trying to come with emotion. I'm trying to come with data. Uh-huh. We have eight seasons where he did not have Tom no, Brady. You're not wrong. You're and not he has wrong. one playoff win. He has one more playoff win than you and I. <laughs> exactly. That is interesting data if you want to be the greatest of all time right this gets into larry brown versus phil jackson territory uh-huh. this is a, it's an interesting debate hey, i hey, understand hey, where, where do you come out i love larry brown one of the great great uh, teachers of the sport period. i love him period love him i, I think listen when you only, is there a but or when, period no no there's both when you only coach michael jordan and kobe and shaq together i'm struggling to just blindly say Phil Jackson, who's a great Nick, so I love him. And he's a great character, so I like that. But I'm, I struggle, and I think Bill Belichick sits in a very dangerous place in his legacy right. if he decides to coach for three or four more years. I believe that to be true. Now, on the flip side, Mike Tomlin, I was always like, eh. And then you see how well he, his teams perform, even with bad quarterbacks and things of that nature. So I just think we need to see a little bit more from Bill to be blindly that he's the best coach do, do, of all time. Do you know? Okay, it's fair. You know what's really interesting before you go? The Steeler fans hate Mike Tomlin now as much as you hate everybody else who's not a Jet. It's crazy to me. But because hear, Steeler, fans, me, but Steeler he, fans are entitled. Pittsburgh Steeler fans are a bunch of entitled doofs. That's why they hate him. Don't pick up your phone, my man. Steeler fans, you're entitled. <laughs> As if you just deserve to go to the Super Bowl every year. You're entitled. Take it from a Jets fan. Who you are scarred. so lucky. You right. are so lucky to be a Steelers fan. You're not lucky that you live in Pittsburgh, but you're lucky that you're a Steelers fan. You can live wherever you want, can't you? Well, or- they do because Steelers have tons of bandwagon fans because they win all the time. Right. Steelers fans piss me off, Jim. Dude, how about bandwagon fans? Do they piss you off too? I, I, just Especially Steelers bandwagon <laughs> fans. <laughs> You're not, allowed, you're not allowed to live in Florida and be a Steelers fan and then claim, like, my great-grandfather <laughs> used to watch him in the 70s. 
bandwagon. Be a, oh, man. be a Tampa Dude, Bay I, Bucks I wish fan. we could do this for three hours. Gary, I appreciate you so much. I I'm so glad. Too. I love you. I'm so glad we could come together and do that, man. Thanks, Always the best show. You're the best, brother. Gary V joining us. So much fun. That's so great. That's why he is one of one.